Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll discuss the Biden administration's executive order on spyware. Then finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and a regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from the Washington Post. Dish Network announced that its recent network outage was a result of a ransomware attack. According to the Washington Post, the ransom group Klopp is claiming that it had exploited 130 victims using a zero-day vulnerability in the file transfer tool Go Anywhere. There have been several high-profile victims of this vulnerability, including Hatch Bank, Procter & Gamble, Virgin Group, and the UK Pension Protection Fund. There have also been several health organizations that have been impacted, including Community Health Systems, which said it believed that approximately 1 million patients might have been affected, along with U.S. Wellness. The New York Times reported that a GitHub user known as Free Speech Enthusiasts posted social media platforms Twitter's source code. Twitter has asked a federal judge to issue a subpoena ordering GitHub to identify the person who posted, uploaded, downloaded, or modified their source code. Twitter is claiming that this infringes on its copyright. Twitter began an investigation into the leak, and according to reporting from the New York Times, it appears that whoever was responsible left the company last year. Our third story is a troubling one from The Guardian. According to experts, the use of AI chatbots are making it harder for people to identify phishing emails. Phishing emails are used by cyber criminals to fool recipients into clicking a link that downloads malicious software or scams them into handing over personal information, such as a password. One of the ways that people can identify a phishing email is that a number of these emails have poor spelling and grammatical mistakes. However, these red flags that can help identify fraudulent emails are being fixed by the use of artificial intelligence. According to experts in the UK, phishing emails are increasingly being written by bots, letting criminals overcome poor English and send longer messages that are less likely to be caught by spam filters. As a result, Interpol has created an advisory reminding people to remain vigilant when it comes to phishing emails. Our final story comes from the Associated Press. Members of the House and Senate were informed that hackers may have gained access to their sensitive personal information in a data breach of DC Health Link, a Washington DC health insurance marketplace. Employees of these lawmakers and their families were also impacted. A broker on an online crime forum has claimed to have records of 170,000 DC Health Link customers and was offering them for sale. This story is another reminder that anyone, and I mean anyone, can be a victim of cyber crimes. 
We also have some Protect Your Neck news. During this segment, we'll be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cyber incident report rolled all into one. According to Dark Reading, the number of phishing emails was up over 500% in 2022. So this is a reminder to be on the lookout for phishing emails. Remember that legitimate companies won't email or text with a link to update your payment information. Another red flag is asking yourself, does the email have a generic greeting? Do you have an account with the company or know the person who contacted you? Trust your gut. If an email looks suspicious, don't click on it. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. Now on to our main story. The Biden administration issued an executive order on spyware. We talked a lot about the use of the Pegasus spyware and the issues it has raised for governments across the world. Last year, we talked about a troubling story where the FBI purchased and then attempted to use the spyware. So this executive order was not coming out of nowhere. The order prohibits U.S. agencies from using commercial spyware when they find that it poses a national security or counterintelligence risk to the United States. It also bars government agencies from using the spyware where there's a major risk that foreign governments use such a tool to violate human rights or target Americans. So what is the reason behind this executive order? According to the White House fact sheet for the executive order, U.S. government personnel overseas have been the target of commercial spyware. And untrustworthy commercial vendors and tools can present significant risks to the security and integrity of the U.S. government and the information held by the government. So in what instances would this policy apply? Well, the executive order focuses on commercial spyware that has been used by foreign governments to gain access to U.S. government electronic devices or when the spyware is used against activists to intimidate, curve protest or political opposition, or to otherwise limit freedom of expression and peaceful assembly. In other words, the U.S. government does not want to use tools that have been used to violate human rights or that have been used against the U.S. government. While the order was largely well-received, according to reporting from the Washington Post, people have pointed to some of the limitations of the order specifically that it doesn't address cyber mercenaries, such as hackers for hire or companies that sell undisclosed zero-day vulnerabilities. Our final segment today is our Cybersecurity Awards. This week's award is There Are No Timeouts Left Award. As we finish March Madness, one of the most memorable moments in tournament history was the 1993 Men's National Championship game where Michigan star Chris Weber famously called timeout when his team had no timeouts left. This week, Elon Musk and more than 1,000 tech leaders and researchers signed an open letter calling for a pause on the development of the most powerful AI systems, citing a profound risk to society. The open letter argues that the pause would provide time to introduce shared safety protocols for AI systems but it may be too late because other countries will continue to work on AI and a pause would put the U.S. too far behind. When it comes to AI, 
the U.S. may not have any timeouts left and must innovate and govern at the same time. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.